<laughs> Justin, um, he stole my he stole my Gerber. It's a multi tool. It was I didn't borrowed. Steal it. it was with in the bag. permission. Yeah. Actually, it was in our, it was in our um, it was in our um, bag full gear. of our, our gear. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Alaska for a show, and um, and he, he kept it in his bag. And then coming back from Alaska, they they kept it at the airport. They yanked oh, it. And so yeah. I've been giving him crap so about it. So he's been browbeating right? me about it. So I finally had to buy one so he'd shut up. Yeah. I thought that I had my wife had thrown away my uh, tape measure. Yeah, and we went around and around, and kind of we didn't fight about it, but you know she knew oh, I wasn't yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, right. And then as I unpacked from uh, some stuff, there it was oh, in the box. No. I had put it there, and right? Like, <laughs> because you don't fully unpack a bag. That's right. I don't That's know right. why you just don't. <laughs> and so I had to go shamefacedly. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, oh, I just found that somewhere. You must have put it somewhere. <laughs> That's else. the worst thing as a dude too to walk in and be like, I lost my tool, but I found it, and I'm I, sorry, I blamed you. I did it by text. <laughs> <laughs> Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. We've got Michelle with us. Hello. And with us today is Dean Benninghoven. Is that correct? That's correct. Nice. I got it. First time. First try. Yeah, nice. I feel pretty good about that. He's with us because he is an artist and a certified hypnotherapist in Tacoma. So we're going to be talking about all of the fun stuff involved with his art, with hypnotism, and maybe we can get Scott to look like a chicken. Not, <laughs> not going to happen. He promised me at the beginning. He did. He did. We'll see how this works. (laughs) All fair. He said, I will not hypnotize you to make you cluck like a chicken. So that's not happening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to get more of our podcast, you can do so. GritCityPodcast.com. If you want to send us an email, if maybe you know someone that's something uh, cool that is happening in Tacoma, or if you are doing something that you think is uh, something worth uh, us talking about, info at GritCityPodcast.com. Please, please email us. We need some suggestions. (laughs) Because I'm I'm running out of things, honestly. Like, well, you emailed us, right? I did. Thank you for doing that. Sure. But honestly, the only thing I get is from rappers. Like I do, there is nonstop yeah. rappers. Yeah. Rappers are game, dude. Yeah. They're nonstop. But if you are doing anything other than rap, we would love to have yeah. you on as well. If you're if you're a musician, uh, I think now the prerequisite is to have some, a cooler story than taking an axe to the neck. Oh. Yeah, good luck so no. if you can beat <laughs> that, then maybe we'll have you on. <laughs> He's looking like yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, had yeah, a guy yeah. on wow. who took a hatchet to the yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to the uh, the the. Super Soup episode S U P E Street Ball Soup. He, That's uh, gangster. Yeah, yeah. He he took an axe to the neck. Wow. Yeah. So so no no uh, no worries there, Dean. Don't worry. Don't stress about that. We got plenty to talk about with you with that. Um, if people want to help us out uh, on Patreon, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Grit City Podcast. You can get some of the special, very specific to that uh, T-shirts. From like Shroom Brothers, word, yeah, yeah, uh, some amazing designs with that. You can get you some stickers as well. I was going to say we have stickers. I think yeah. we're going to get some other special stickers too. Die Cut Stickers is doing some things for us. Yeah, so this should be fun. Yeah, shout out to Die Cut Stickers. We had EJ on with them, and even though that he's retired from that and working on some other stuff, so we'll have to get him back on to talk about whatever the hell he's doing well. now. Uh, Die Cut Stickers is amazing. Yeah. Uh, go check them out. We might have a code sometime. I think soon. so. I think it's Good City Fifteen. I think it's the same thing. You okay. get fifteen percent off. But nice. you know. What, check out our Instagram or whatever. We'll have we'll have ads there for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on all of that, and uh, you can do all the way up to the fifty dollars business tier on the uh, Patreon if you have a business that you want to help promote. That's the advertising that helps us do stuff like get equipment. I, boot I, to I, boot. I do the boot to boot. I joke about doing the uh, hospital bills after the boot to boot, <laughs> <laughs> but that's only for one person, Scott. Sorry about that. Uh, well, that's I'm not right. sorry. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> We also have our social media, which is just easy. It's just Grit City, and all that is also available on the website, or even maybe you have on this description. Usually, they're pretty thorough with that. Yeah, it's usually at the bottom, but whatever, man. Search for Grit City and uh, find us, and then click on it, because it'll help us out on the search engines. 
So Dean with us today. Now, the original reason was uh, when you sent us the email, which was awesome. Seriously, thank you so much for sending that. Um, it was mostly talking about how you are a certified hypnotherapist, and right. you were talking about in it um, being an artist. And that was kind of secondary, but more that we've talked to you right now just before the podcast um, that was the key reason why you got into that. So tell me a little bit about, did you grow up in Tacoma? Were you an artist in Tacoma? Or how did that come to be? Just oh, becoming that's... an artist, and was it up here or not? No, I grew up on the East Coast. Oh, okay. I grew up, uh, right outside Washington, D.C. And uh, I wanted to be an artist since I was six. I just, uh, I took a trip to the art museum, and I saw these sculptures, and it just, I just wanted to do that ever mm-hmm. since. And so I was always making stuff out of Play-Doh and clay. And, nice. Um, I really stuck with it, you know, all through high school. And uh, when I graduated from uh, high school, I realized I'm not really college material. So <laughs> I grew up, like I say, in Washington, D.C. So I was very fortunate that I was able to get an uh, apprenticeship oh, there wow, where okay. I learned ornamental plaster and architectural sculpture work. Oh, neat. Hmm. And that was just fantastic. So I learned how to make molds and, oh, and uh, okay. you know, do all the kind of ornamental plaster work that you see all <clears throat> over uh, really? DC. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So we're kind of sitting in the mm-hmm. um, in the union club, and you kind of look around, and this place is old and has all good. So you could do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like this stuff is. Yeah, this stuff is uh, wood. It looks right. like principally a but, lot of it, but the kind of same thing that yeah, the, the yeah. It's on the outside. like the little angel the, faces the on the outside of, the of a building or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And, and actually, there's a whole uh, language of symbolism, especially you know in older cities like DC. Uh, all, you know, if a building was being purpose built, mm-hmm. the ornament would be connected to what you know what that building did. Yeah, really? I know like, all about this Freemasonry, really? dude. Yeah. I got this conspiracy stuff deep. Oh, no. it's conspiracy. <laughs> I'm just now. That out. No. But, there, there is all symbolism is a so big conspiracy uh, as thing. An, so. Well, but as an as an example, uh, like what kind of building would have a certain kind of statue so, on the outside? Yeah. So if it was like an electric company is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. So they would have Electra and they would have, you know, the, the, the ornament, you know, sometimes it would, it would uh, incorporate what were at the time, like the modern electrical fixtures and things oh, as okay. uh, taking the place of what would have been on uh, like, you know, more traditional. Okay. So uh, it would essentially be like leaves and things like that. Oh, know? that is really neat. That All right. Really, was, really cool. That is, that's fun. DC is such a cool place. Uh, you know that that the symbolism and the um you know the whole kind of mythology mm-hmm. of the country is all kind of woven into the art and the yeah. architecture there in a way that it's not always you know other places and when i was doing my apprenticeship i kind of learned how to decode that mm-hmm. And it just it just opened everything up. And it was you know, one of those things where it's just suddenly everything is like it's a, it's a lot clearer and you're able to just like speak through those sort of symbols and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And nice. that's what I do with my artwork. Cool. You know, I, I always have, you know, I, I try and make things that are attractive to look at and kind mm-hmm. of draw you in on that level. Uh, but then if you're willing to put the time in and look at it, there's a billion little, uh, not a billion, but there's a, <laughs> a lot of little details in there. So uh, what, but, how long did you spend there before you moved out west? What got you out west? Uh, I met a girl. Oh, there you and, go. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, a, a chance to come out and visit uh, the west coast. Mm-hmm. And it was right after the Loma Prieta earthquake. I had just finished my apprenticeship. And uh, I decided I'd just call a couple shops in San Francisco, which is where I went to visit. Uh-huh. And uh, the first shop I called, the guy said, you know how to make all this stuff from scratch? Do you want to come run my shop? I was, oh, I was, 20, oh, I was 21. <laughs> and, you know, what had happened was all the ornament fell down uh, during the oh, earthquake. Yeah. And that was a really fun time because people would bring in pictures of their house and, you know, what, what things. It used to be. Yeah, what it used to be. And pieces of stuff and you know i'd put it back together that is interesting molds and like a person who's very uh, of like fluent at creating those things could almost be like an earthquake chaser in like like <laughs> in california you're just like you just get oh okay were you close to uh, the epicenter on this one all right did you guys have any ornamental uh, stuff falling down i can help you out there <laughs> that's a you know i never thought of that but yeah you know. i just you know, I'm here for, I'm here for you for yeah, the business I like, stuff. I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> so how long did you spend in uh, San Francisco? Uh, I was in San Francisco for about six years. And uh, I met my uh, different girl. I met my wife there. 
And uh, we moved up here to the Pacific Northwest about 22 years ago. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So early nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, early yeah, 90s yeah, early or 90s so. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was when it was starting to come back in terms of like the 70s and the 80s essentially kind of killed Tacoma. Um, and like especially downtown. And then with the 90s, there was a bit of a resurgence, but like places like on Hilltop and Wright Park was very, were very dangerous at the time mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to other places. Uh, where did you guys end up and did you set up shop in Tacoma or no, we what was were, the whole plan we with that? We were in Seattle first. Okay. And then okay. We, we moved to Tacoma just a few years ago. Oh, nice. Welcome so, to Tacoma. Um, thank you. Thank you. We love it here. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, yeah, she worked a lot. My wife worked, mm-hmm. uh, makes facial prosthetics. And I worked facial a lot with her. Facial yeah, so. prosthetics. Uh, so if someone's had cancer or trauma oh, uh, wow. or a birth okay. difference, mm-hmm. um, we make the prosthetics out of silicone. Oh, wow. So that is it, really neat. What um, is like the most you've had to make for somebody's face? Uh, probably a little better than half. Wow. Like a half face? Yeah. Wow. Half. Almost like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... Um, it's uh you know it, it's a very sensitive thing mm-hmm. you know? oh so, yeah um uh we try and really approach approach it with a yeah. lot of like dignity when it comes with someone yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. exactly yeah. yeah um but uh yeah i mean anytime uh somebody loses a part of their face you know that's when you look in the mirror that's who you are yeah and for me you know my background was making um making molds and stuff out of plaster mm-hmm. and you need to make rigid molds for the prosthetics. And so when I met my, my soon to be wife and I saw that this was a big part of, of what she did. And I was like really, really good at that. Cause I've been making, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, been making yeah, molds yeah, on things perfect. where you couldn't, you couldn't separate them if you made a mistake. So, uh, yeah. And, and the work that she did just, uh, you know, it was just so meaningful. And I think every artist, yeah at the end of the day, they really want to affect people with what they do. Right. And it's one of those things where it's, it's one thing when you're doing the molding and people can appreciate what it is and they can look at the intricacies. But when it's something like prosthetic, uh, when it's somebody like it affects the way that I, and it's kind of weird to say, but the way that people will deal with them because it then at least it's bringing a little bit of normalcy back to a life. Right. And, it, and it's a hard thing to, for like someone like me to deal with because I haven't experienced something like that. I'm not going to have those, those looks that people get, whether it be of like just the shock or just the, the pity when you're like, I don't need that. Just kind of deal with me as a real person. And this kind of helps a lot to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I, I started to say, she worked, you know, with Children's Hospital and a lot of the hospitals in Seattle. So mm-hmm. we felt like we had to be close, closer to those then. That makes sense. Um, but uh, I always had a, a lot of interest in portraiture. And so this kind of brings in portraiture in that somebody will, who, you know, to say, for example, they lost their nose. Yeah. They'll bring in photographs of what they looked like before. And then we have a plaster that's oh, generated yeah. of, of uh, what's, what they have now. Mm-hmm. And it's making a wax sculpture over top of that. And, uh, and trying to, to work with the anatomy that's existing now and create something that looks like they <clears throat> did then. And blending so you, those together. Oh, sorry. So you, so you sculpt the face before you, you put on a, a, a cast to, 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 or a platform? plaster to cast it is that am i understanding correctly we'd make uh, a mold with alginate or you know something like when you on, go to on the, top of their on, on, on top, top of their uh, their, their existing anatomy have, yeah right okay wow and, how uh, neat yeah and uh and then that from that we generate a plaster the, a mold. now people that do awesome. do more of that yeah. with um 3d scanning and oh, okay. 3d printing oh geez. um but uh you know that the way we started out and the way we still do a lot of that stuff is is directly making that uh, mold and then doing the casting. Wow, it's got to yeah. be kind of a uh, an intimate experience when you're dealing with because you're doing just a, a singular person at a time uh, creating these, and it's got to be what they what they feel and what they want and what they believe is what they are. So there's, I mean, it's and you're 
casting the face with I mean obviously they have to be there doing it so right. it seems like very intimate in terms of just uh, the back and forth when it comes to that as well it, it is it is and it takes a long time you know it takes a couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, and you're there with that person not constantly you know they're there oh, yeah, but they're yeah, there yeah. for, a, for a, a couple days and then uh, they they go and they come back and they you know they sit and in between you know we're, we're making the mold and we're um, uh, getting you know, my wife is fantastic with color so she matches all the you know oh, little yeah. freckle colors on their face and Aww. and uh, you know blood vessel colors and it's just you know uh, like I was saying before we before we started mm-hmm. uh, when I met her I was in my twenties and I thought she was cute and everything and when she pulled out her portfolio and showed me what she <laughs> did with her talents I yeah, was blown yeah. away yeah and once I got the opportunity to work with her in this business. Uh, and I like I had to leave that business because it was it couldn't support two people. You get mm-hmm. paid by insurance companies. Yeah. But um, once I left that, I really had a difficult time going back and just kind of making pretty things for people. You know, I make jewelry. Mm-hmm. I carve hobo nickels. I um, paint. I sculpt. Uh, I do all kinds of things. But I just couldn't. I didn't have that same feeling about it anymore. Yeah, just know? a lot of yeah. meaning in doing that. Yeah, though, it, it, to, I mean, it was people, cool. You know? And, you know, when, uh, looking at it as an artist, you know, looking at me, I've got commissions. You know, I do these things. Absolutely, yeah. But for me myself, it, it there was a sort of a hollowness about it after doing this other work that I, yeah. never, I never even thought I would have because I, I i always and still do get a lot of joy out of just making stuff but there, it, it, there, there's a whole other echelon when you're helping someone and you see your you helping them as it's going the progress going and all that it kind of it will it would fill you up uh, and yeah. it'd be hard just to be able to like again fill that with something else entirely mm-hmm. it's a humanity thing it's yeah. your heart yeah exactly Put into exactly it. and it was it was losing that was one of the things you know i went on and i i did commission work for mm-hmm. years and years after that um but it was that feeling that i i could i had a skill that i could do more with that brought me into the hypnosis and wanting yeah. to help people uh, get back to finding a way that i could help people with something that I knew and had experience with. Okay. It, well, before we move on, I got yeah. two questions. Okay. So one, um, do you guys ever do anything, um, not, not, um, cosplay, um, oriented for prosthetics? They, you know, people do like oh. horns and cool. Do you ever do anything like that? Do you no, guys ever think no. about doing anything like that? Um, you know, I think there's a, what we do with well, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I understand it's, it's like what you guys do, but I mean, have you guys ever thought about branching out into something like because you made we've yeah, t- because we've you talked made about things it like a that, few right? times because it's um, you know it's very very difficult to get paid to right. do this really? work that people desperately need. Oh, it's, well, it's insurance companies, insurance companies, and you know, to them, yeah. any not to generalize too much, but you know, it's it's a cosmetic thing. Yeah, uh, oftentimes yeah. in their. In their, in their eyes, yeah. yeah. In the insurance eyes, yeah. No, but I just have you ever thought about doing something more fun so with it? To, yeah, yeah, to be to be to get back to your question, uh, we've thought about it, and then uh, for one reason or another, we never we never really did. It's you know it's busy enough, and especially uh, for my wife, you know now she works primarily by herself, and a lot of her time is oh. s- not spent actually making the prosthetics and, and doing the work to help the people. A lot of her time is spent. Tra- tracing down the money and trying to find out, you know, uh, where yeah. is it yeah. and when is it, you know. Well, and, 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 and the only reason I bring it up is because we go to cons, we we, mm-hmm. we see all these, and there's mm-hmm. a huge market for stuff like that. And there, maybe there's a you know a chance to maybe fund or buy you know semi fund some things like that, you know, through the through the fun side of it, you know. Yeah, the, no, the no, that's a that's an interesting an idea. That's an interesting idea. And I, then my second question is, what's a hobo nickel? That was my question. Uh, too. You know, I, oh, thank you. Thank I you. Anticipated <laughs> that over a hobo nickel. Uh, hobo nickels are a sort of a sub subcultural thing, but sounds they, exciting. They began in the uh, during the Great Depression when you had a lot of people with skills, highly skilled uh, jewelers and artisans and engravers, uh, who didn't have money for materials, and oftentimes they were itinerant, and so they would take a nickel and they would recarve the uh, uh, Indian head on the buffalo nickel, Indian head side or the or the other side. Uh, carve it into something different, oh, and then an they could nickel? Use, like yeah, a real on, a, nickel? on an actual yes. nickel. And then is that what would, you have in your hand right there? This is uh, this is actually a half dollar. This is one of my larger 
Oh, we'll yeah. have to get a picture of that um, for the site. But, see, oh, that's amazing. And then it, if you do that. It's two different. Wow. Can you describe it? Uh, no. <laughs> Can you describe it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, take a look at that. I get why you can't describe this. this oh, my goodness. It's so intricate. Like, this is, like, we will post a picture of it on the Facebook page so you can take a look at that. Well, it's interesting because he was able to draw the head, like, upside down. From and right what side up. So whichever way right. you see a different face on that. How, Whoa. first off, what kind of tools does it take to make something <laughs> oh, yes. along those lines? Because when you're talking, we're doing a half dollar here. If someone's doing a nickel, that's even smaller. But that's. Like, that is very intricate on that. How do you even start to go about with something I, like that? I Dude, make that tiny cool. little gravers, which are chisels for metal. Oh, okay, and, okay, uh, okay. And, you know, you're, you're grinding, you know, you grind them down, and, you, you know, you have to grind specific angles to, to get your cuts and everything. But it, that part of it is really fun. I enjoy the tool-making part. And I do, yeah. I do a ton of, um, I've done a ton of dimes. Uh, because Even smaller. <laughs> Well, what's cool about dimes is they have a copper uh, core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if if a dime was actually made out of, they're made out of nickel. Yeah. Um, but if it was solid nickel, uh, from my understanding, they would be worth more, way more than ten cents. So yeah, they put that's a why copper they put core. A, yeah. And uh, for an engraver or carver, that gives you a chance to get kind of a cameo. Effect. Oh, neat. Oh. Um, so it's just finding, like, uh, inspiration in just the materials provided at that point. Yeah, I like to that change the uh, I like to change the lettering. I like to change... Uh, so, for example, I would do a skull. I'd take a dime and carve a skull and then take out the background and change the word liberty so it says life. So you've kind of got life and death on oh, one dime. Wow. You know, wow. It's, again, it's kind of a symbolic thing of how life and death, they turn on... On a dime, that, yeah. one's, yeah. that, one, oh, wow. that one's got the skull on one side. It looks yeah. like, and then almost like um, it reminds me of like um, the vampire guy, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Yes, yeah, yes. that's what I was thinking. I lo- really I was super with that. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. right, dude. That is right that down sense. your. I, I know. You love that, don't that you? Is super There's cool. an embrace in there somewhere. I think. Oh, a vampire! Vampire! Thing. It's not a vampire <laughs> thing. You can simmer down over there. I talk about vampire once in a while, and people start. <laughs> he thinking, loves vampire. I stuff. do. It's true. This is fantastic. Now, do those are cool? Does it just come to you and you decide I'm going to carve it into this, or was it just turning over a dime and over and over and just thinking the life and death turning on a dime sort of thing? Does it just come? How, like, yeah, how does art come to you? <laughs> you know, it's like the worst the, um, question ever. But well, the uh, the dime it was that idea. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, I started to say before, I think that uh, you know, I I was kind of barreling down the road being an artist and then I got into this accident mm-hmm. and everything changed you know that day and it was it's it's never been the same since and I had you know I had my my art career at that time I was also uh, in a Swiss watch making school and that's wow. where I that's where I learned how to do really fine small okay, work okay. yeah that makes sense and I was halfway through that and I had a job lined up and everything was going good we were about to have a kid and then this thing happened, and then everything completely went to shit for damn ten years. Oh. Ten yeah. years? Well, uh, ten years. It took me ten years to get back to do, being able to okay, do little okay. detail work like that. Um, now, was it just like the the accident happens, and it was physical pain and trauma that was the the cause of you not being able to do anything really? Essentially, at that point, yeah. yeah like, so I had numbness in my hands. Oh, and I was in terrible pain all the time you know it was i call it like a pain like a sound it was like a high-pitched sound right at the base of my skull uh all the time every day and Mm -hmm. you know i i I, luckily i didn't have surgery but i um i did everything i was supposed to do and i wound up with the big uh uh you know a lot of pain chronic Mm -hmm. pain and a prescription for percocet oh and uh i just what else do you do in that situation? I yeah. A lot of Percocet. Yeah. A lot of Percocet. Yeah. Well, I know. It's easy to yep. get, like, so you start it, and you're like, okay, good. The pain's kind of going away. Oh, yep. pain's coming back. Take another. Yep. Pain's coming back. Take another. And then you get on the cycle where it's like, well, yeah, it's the only thing that's taking the pain away. You don't even right. realize that you kind of have to wean yourself off a little bit, experience the pain a little bit before your body starts going, oh, we don't really need all that much Percocet. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's but it's the one point too. It's like if you're dealing with 
the pain every single day. All you want is not to, to go feel away. the pain for yeah. a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. And you, need, you almost need a break in the pain to put your mind in a place where you can think about the pain that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that was, you know, anytime someone has chronic pain, and I see this with, with hypnosis, because that's one of my specialties is helping people mm-hmm. through hypnosis with chronic pain, because that's what I ended up doing. But uh, for about two years, I was taking Percocet a lot. And uh, my son was real young and my wife noticed that, you know, you get really angry really easily. And that's not who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And I just decided that day I'm I'm going to stop. So I stopped. I stopped that day and uh, it really, really sucked. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any doubts on that. Within like a couple years, the pain was so bad and so debilitating. I couldn't even pick my son up. You know, and uh, I just that was like my low point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you call like co- nothing. You just completely quit it. Like cold yes, turkey, did, just straight and up. No other alternatives. Aspirin, anything else? Uh, well, yeah, aspirin. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, or, um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Naproxen, uh, a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. But, um, uh, I pretty much, you know, because it it really. Uh, it was. It really upset. Not upset me necessarily, but it was just like a blow to the head when my wife said that because yeah. I had been feeling kind of pissed off. Yeah. Uh, and I just felt like I have, kind of have a right to be pissed off. You know, I had all this stuff, and now I don't. And right. you know, but a lot of that pissed off was coming from the Percocet. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, wow. But uh, so so in stopping that. Um, when did you decide to get into the, the, the hypnosis and the self-hypnosis? So I went for a couple of years, about a year and a half or so, with, with you know, naproxen. And that mm-hmm. was it. And the pain was so bad. And I couldn't, couldn't pick up my son. I couldn't get on the floor and play with him. And somewhere I came across an article about a, a doctor in England who had neck surgery using only hypnosis. Whoa. No, no anesthetic. Wow! And I knew about hypnosis because my dad was a stage magician. And uh, okay, 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 okay. He, 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 again, <laughs> glossing yeah. over. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't, we can't gloss over. He was a, so. He, your father was a stage musician or uh, magician. magician, magician, magician. Yeah. So, explain this a little bit more. <laughs> so, well, he was uh, to be, you know, completely honest. He was a magical clown. And uh, wow, yeah, that sounds scary to me. Right now. I'm gonna tap uh, out right now. That was his. That was his career as nice. growing up. So it's not weird at all if you grow up. And Whatever, you, you know. it is a magical clown as well. Like yeah, I'm Pennywise, a-, a magical clown. I'm pretty sure like, we all float down here. Oh, <laughs> I love it. See, so, man, that's so, scary. So what was what was his what was his stage name? Benny the Magic Clown. I love it. Benny the Magic Clown. See, that's harmless. It's Whatever, perfect. Man. He did parties. He did, yeah, oh, tons of parties. It. He did do some stage shows as a, you know, more of a, you know, straight magician without the clown thing. But yeah. uh, he he died, and when he died, I inherited like hundreds and hundreds of magic books. Did you ever uh, try them out? Oh, I did shows myself. Did I, that's really? fun. I don't want to bias that. anybody here, but I did shows as a clown when nice. I was about, I love when I was about uh, 15, 16, 17. Uh, wow! And when I started doing my apprenticeship, I, w- I didn't get paid. For the apprenticeship for the first yeah. six months, mm-hmm. and so I delivered uh, summons to people for court as a which, clown. As a clown. No, 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 I should have done it as a clown. Yes, should have done that as, as a clown. As a magic clown, guess what? A, a, a balloon t- tied on at the end. You're like, hey, here you go. I did it as a Pull pizza delivery guy a couple of times. Did you? But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the the magic shows, you know, that was a good way to to help, you know. There was no way I was not going to keep going with that apprenticeship. Yeah, that's, right. That's what I always wanted to do. Absolutely. You figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Man. You make yeah. your dreams come true. Um, so I had read about hypnosis because I used to read those books. And, you know, there, there were interesting. There's always tons of interesting stuff in magic books. So absolutely. I used to read those when I was a kid. So I was aware of it. Uh-huh. But even, you know, if, for whatever reason, I never thought about it. Like probably like most people, which is one of the reasons I wanted to come here today is mm-hmm. like a lot of people. I didn't think about any use for it beyond entertaining people. They think of the Vegas the shows where they make yeah. you cook like a chicken or yeah, it's not exactly. going to happen. Yeah. We're bringing it up. 
So, yeah, so they don't know about that. So we wanted to learn a little bit about that, too, because um, just going to your website, website, which is summithypnosisnw.com, there's an about about you. And I, you know, doing my due diligence because you were on the podcast, I did a reading a little bit about that. And it was, yeah, you the the things that you can do with this with hypnosis is actually uh, very beneficial if you. If you put your mind to it, I guess. Sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how you decided to get into it? Or how did you find out more about the self-help side of it? So, well, it goes, I had to, I had to go back okay. To, okay, cool. to the time, you know, after the accident, after mm-hmm. the Percocet. Uh, my son was born and I was miserable and I saw this article and I thought, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, right. Right. So uh, I, my wife went to the library and she got me both books they had there about hypnosis. <laughs> and I started to read and study and practice everything that I could about using self-hypnosis for pain relief. And it took a couple of months. But after a couple of months, I could walk around and wow. I had, you know, I could I could move without pain. You know, I had a you know, anytime anybody has chronic pain. There's a range of other emotions that are involved. There's anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Am I going to be in pain? How bad is it going to be? Is this as bad as it gets? Right. There's fear. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Is it going to happen again? Um, there's anger. Driver? Anger, right? Yeah. There's This is so unfair. And all of those things, you know, they, they work together to just create the perfect storm of misery for anyone who's in that chronic pain situation. It's... It, it just kind of the way you're talking about it, it kind of likens me to thinking about a bunch of strings in a knot mm-hmm. and you're just trying to find each one to slowly be able to kind of pluck out of it to straighten everything out. Right. Nice. Right. And, you know, one of the main things is that, that hypnosis did for me was it gave me control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I was able to even to be able to control the pain a little bit at first. That made me feel so much better because yeah. when you can feel like you have some sense of control. Well, now your anxiety level can drop down a little bit. And then you don't feel quite so angry because now you're getting some of your power back. And yeah. it's not yeah, all yeah, about yeah, the yeah. grief and loss and all of that stuff. And, you know, that's, uh, again, I worked on it by myself and it took me months to get to a point where uh, I started doing yoga. And that was like the, the greatest day of my life. You know, I, <laughs> I was picking up my kid and, and yeah. moving around. And, you know, it's not that the pain was completely gone. But it's that I had a mechanism now to control that pain and keep it from getting to a level where I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And um, I was saying I, I did commissions for a long time. And it was even though I was able to control the, the pain, you know, when I was working, doing the coins and stuff, it's hours and hours of sitting at a microscope oh, yeah. and, and doing commissions for people. And I just I kind of fell out of love with that doing commissions for people and I wanted to do something that would help people again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really those two things that, that put me on the path to get certified. And a- after I had uh, gotten my, my act together with the hypnosis and my pain, uh, then I helped other people, you know, p- other people. I talked about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, He's got uh, those so, things. so friends. When it's and, new and, and like uh, amazing to you, of course you're going to talk to people about it. Yeah, I taught myself how to juggle using hypnosis. So that was really good. wait, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, hypnosis really it's it's focused awareness. Okay. And the way that you get to that state of focused awareness, if you're sitting in my office, for example, is mm-hmm. through relaxation. So I would, you know, we start off very slowly and 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 kind of guide you into a place where you're relaxed and comfortable and your conscious mind is following those instructions for relaxation and that keeps your conscious mind just busy enough that their subconscious mind is able to take um, over before we get into let's yeah. take a break before we get into the like the okay. uh, hypnosis parts of it okay because right? we're about halfway through right now yeah yeah, yeah. and um I, I want everybody to stop driving <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I need I need another drink. Okay, yeah. So we'll get another thing. drink. We'll come back and then we'll start getting into more about what's going on with uh, with the business side and the hypnosis side. Because I love it, man. <laughs> Perfect. One of our great sponsors is the Union Club in Tacoma. This is the co working space down here that has all levels of membership from the cafe membership all the way up to a private office events and happenings. And if you wanted to host an event at the Union Club, they have a great hall that is semi private. 2,400 square feet 
wet bar and small deck and fits 200 people standing. Pricing for members are always cheaper and to become a member, all you have to do is go to www.unionclubtacoma.com. All that good podcasting. I know. There was a lot of stuff that was good in there, but I mean, we can just forget that we talked about it and did not bring it up and then talk about it afterwards. It's a beer on the table. Listen. Okay. Stop that. That's stop nice. that. You're worse than Brogan. Oh, no. Nice you got her doing it, Brogan too. does this. <laughs> we didn't need to do that like either. That. That's the worst. Oh, sound This effects. is so much better. <sighs> Jesus. So we are back. We got uh, our bathroom breaks and our drinks refilled. Everyone's drinking again. Uh, we are with Dean Benninghoven. I said that a grin correctly. Perfect. Oh, I'm so good at this. Except you said a grin. A grin. Yeah, so what? I got his name right. Doesn't matter about anything else there. Uh, with Summit Hypnosis, sub, SummitHypnosisNW.com, where you can find out more about this stuff. And we had just stopped to talk about, we stopped right before to uh, getting into the the hypnosis, you had looked into the books and you had decided this is something you wanted to do and it had helped you out after a, a, a couple of months and you were kind of in the CrossFit mode, the vegan mode where you're telling everyone about it, how awesome it right, is right. and you got people to actually kind of to, 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 to train with or so to speak or how did that go about when you first started off telling people about it? Oh, well, I was telling everybody about it because yeah. I was just like, oh, look at me, I'm walking around, I'm yeah, doing right? stuff, I'm, I'm picking up my kid and swinging him around, you know? So, uh, <laughs> Isn't that the worst? You find, you find something that you really enjoy and then everybody's like, okay, dude, I've heard about it enough. I get it. You're paleo. Shut the fuck up. Isn't that the worst? Uh, because you're excited. You're like, man, this is really cool. I, I still think, I still get really excited about it. And, uh, nice. you know, my son is 13 now and he's, I, every time uh, I bring it up, he's like, I know dad. Hypnosis can help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also because he's 13. Yeah, exactly. He hates everything exactly. you do. Sorry. It's just uh, what happens. <laughs> but, so I talked about it all the time. And so people, you know, a friend had a, uh, their kid was grinding his teeth. Okay. And it was driving the mom crazy. And so she said, you know, do you think hypnosis could help him stop grinding his teeth? Hell yes. And I said, yeah, I got this. <laughs> and so it was about, I was about what, five years old or something, six oh, wow. years old. And so um, I went, did the whole thing, you know, hypnotized him. And it was, kids are very easy to hypnotize because they're in a hypnotized state most Oh, it's because the they're idiots. Yeah, don't, because, don't tell Jeff that, dude. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And oh, we made it went weird already. the whole thing, and uh, I told him, you know, you don't need to grind your teeth. You can just relax. And his mom comes back the next weekend. We saw him, and she said, you know, he's still doing it. And so I, I talked to him. I said, hey, what's going on? I felt I was feeling really bad. Like, oh, I've my first try, and I, I failed. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, I was talking to him about He said, well, I just have one question. What does grind your teeth mean? Oh. And then I was like, oh, well. you got to be able to speak to the yeah. language that they understand. Exactly, oh, that exactly. makes sense. And that was an important lesson for me, right? Because yeah, I, right? I realized, like, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. You have to, you know, they have to understand what you mean when you say these things. So when, um, when somebody comes into my office, I always spend about 25 minutes kind of explaining what hypnosis is and what it isn't. Um, there's, so, there's yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Go there, ahead and go into the what it is and what it isn't. Well, there's a lot of misinformation, <laughs> especially from Hollywood, you know, from oh, yeah. the cabinet of Dr. Caligari back in the 20s or whenever that yeah. was. It's right up to uh, Get Out, you know. I, the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just watched that movie re- recently. Oh, I haven't son. seen that. Is there oh. hypnosis in Get Out? Yeah. There did is you just hypnosis. ruin that movie for no, me? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. You better not, because if you did, so much you more going me on in that movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like that. <laughs> yeah, really. Can you go back and make me forget a movie so I can watch it again like I watched it for the first time? The Fight Club over would be great, dude. I love right? that movie. You can do that. God damn it. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to set up a wanna, weekend. Want to go back and relive your very best drug experience? You can not do that. Not so much, the drug. <laughs> um shit we all just forgot where we know, were yeah, yeah yeah so so getting into the what uh, it is what it is yeah yeah what it is oh, what right, it is right yeah. right right um so it's not mind control it's not uh sleep you know the people have this 
feeling or this idea that you're going to come in and you're going to be put into a trance and you're going to be asleep and unconscious and you're not going to know what's going on and somebody else has this power over you. Right, like I'm going to touch they, your to- shoulder, three, two, one, you're asleep. Yeah, thing, and, right? and, and like a dream gonna, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can, you can do that, but you, you have So it to, is like that is what you're saying. No, no. no. <laughs> you can do that, but that's usually on the second visit. Oh, okay. So that, the first visit, you're going to explain to them uh, what's going on. And, uh, and really one of the main things I do is I teach people how to use self-hypnosis because actually everybody has been hypnotized. Uh, if you've ever been driving in your car and you wind up at your destination, you think, oh, how did I get here? That was, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a common yep. thing that it's called highway hypnosis. Actually, yeah, Brogan and I talked, because Brogan and I used to drive, our other partner that um, is yeah. usually here with us, uh, we used to drive for a living all the time. And he actually would say that, he, what did he call it? Like a white line therapy. Oh. He would call it um, because he would stare at the thing yes, and exactly, just go exactly. through his problems, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, because what it does is your conscious mind is kept just busy enough that the subconscious mind is able to kind of come out and play. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Uh, other times when that happens is like, have you ever heard somebody say, you know, I was in the shower and it just came to me? Shower thoughts. Shower yeah. thoughts, right. Because you've got this routine, mm-hmm. right? And you've got this ha- these habits. And your habits are in your subconscious mind. So. You know, as you're habitually doing the things you do when you drive the car or in the shower, uh, as the case may be. In the shower on Sunday mornings, on when we do these podcast days. Dude, those, you don't want to talk about that. That's I go not, through not so awesome the <laughs> thoughts of how the show is going to go mm-hmm. uh, in my brain while I'm in the shower. Uh-uh, do you really? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I think about, and I think about, like, maybe the questions or, like, the, like, Look at that. how We're I'm shower going to structure. Dude. Maybe, are we showering at the same time? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think like we probably the link. are. Yeah. Oh, now that just made it weirder. <laughs> I don't know if I want to think about things on the shower because Scott might be thinking about them too. You know what? Think about this next time. I have a shower chair. Oh yeah, yeah. How hard is it to get in the shower at that it's broken? Next ass to impossible. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you make the attempts to be clean and not like stinky. Do my best. <laughs> so getting back into like uh, with just the, how it affects the brain and such, like. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to go back uh, into where we were actually, talking. Actually, I was going to ask you yeah, about this. It Is, it could, um, could you give us something, um, just something small that people could use to maybe like um, just hypnotize themselves for something silly or something like well, little? That's a good question. Can do? you do it to yourself? I, I don't, I don't oh, want yeah, it to do definitely. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fact. Or an idea. You know what I'm saying? Any, any hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I can't, you know, what I do is I'm a guide, right? I'm guiding you okay. to a place where your um, conscious mind is busy enough that your subconscious mind is in a place where you can accept suggestions, right? Uh-huh. And the okay. suggestions that you're accepting from me in my office are suggestions that you and I have sat and discussed and talked about. What do you want to do? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to um, stop drinking, stop smoking? You know, any of the kind of too much behaviors that mm-hmm. people do, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know, get your confidence up. Do you want to make the basket, you know, for sports? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you probably have a much nicer voice than most people have in their own head. Most people are so mean to themselves. Like, they're just going to be, like, just shit-talking themselves oh, all day totally long. True. And you're not going to do that, right? No. You're no. going to be like, no, <laughs> no, you've got this. No, probably got not. This. Well, you Unless know, you're into that. I probably I, won't call you a name when I'm trying to hit <laughs> Dude, I call myself names all the time. I'm right. like, come on, stupid. Get with this. Right, exactly. That's so <laughs> mean. I know, but mean, whatever. Scott. Sometimes I'm dumb. Well, you know, that's one of the things uh, I, I have really struggled with super. I had a uh, it was a difficult time when I was growing up. A lot of crazy people and, you know, violent alcoholics. And so mm-hmm. I came out of that only knowing how to really shit talk myself yeah and so hypnosis was so again i mean i use it in so many different aspects of my life you know to 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 try and overcome some of this stuff and that was one of my biggest problems as an artist uh when i would sit down when everything was quiet and i just wanted to work here it comes. That's when it bubbles up. All mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Just, just at the wrong. Well, you don't time. have an idea yet. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. What do you <laughs> think? That's stupid terrible. Think, 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 think. <laughs> Before be funnier, I, uh... Scott. Be funnier. <laughs> Before I got into hypnosis, I, I create. I would create like a body of work, and then I would just have these times where I would, uh, I would just. It would get so bad that I would destroy all that work. 
Oh. And it, I just, I got in this cycle of like, I would create a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and I would destroy it, all of it. And then I'm like, well, Dude. now I don't have anything. And yeah. then I would start creating stuff again. And so using self-hypnosis, and again, any kind of hypnosis is self-hypnosis, but mm-hmm. uh, using that to quiet those voices. And uh, you know, really, anytime you're doing something like art or a podcast or writing or uh, where your, your awareness and your attention are completely focused and everything else just kind of drops away, yeah. that's, that's a hypnotic state. Interesting. So and, do you uh, think, um, sorry, no, um, do you think things like um, affirmations, daily affirmations, or things that people say to themselves, do you think those help? Or those those absolutely of, do, do help, those are, in my opinion. Okay. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, there was a guy, uh, his name is Kue, uh, a French guy. He was the one who came up with that idea of the, the positive affirmation. And his affirmation, as people still use it today, it's every day, in every way, I get better and better. <laughs> and he wrote a book about it. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, and... I definitely think, you know, when you're having that time when you're when you're doing negative self-talk, which tons of people do. I think everybody, to a certain extent, has yeah, that, right? Absolutely. But if you're constantly having that negative self-talk, at some point in the process of that negative self-talk, you're gonna be in a hypnotic state, self state of self-hypnosis. Oh, so you're doing like a negative. So what you're really yourself. doing is you're implanting those negative ideas into your subconscious mind where they're gonna they're gonna be there forever you know Mm -hmm. your subconscious mind is like a gopro camera behind your eyeballs and it's constantly recording from the moment you're born uh until the moment you die sorry i was going with showing pornography but (laughs) recording is good too (laughs) recording's better Um, (laughs) sorry (laughs) it just comes out sometimes i don't mean to Happens. So we have some coaster questions, and what these are are uh, sometimes we'll be able to go out to a bar and we'll maybe be talking about what we're uh, going to be interviewing people with on the podcast. It really actually started when people got visceral reactions to us having the Flat Earther guy on and Brogan mentioning it and people getting legitimately pissed, and it was kind of funny on that end. And so whenever we have a guest on, we try to see if we can get some coaster questions. If there's anybody out out there who wants a coaster question on a previous guest send them to us because uh, maybe if you want to actually write them on a coaster and then take a picture and send it to us that'd be kind of sweet um, but what we're looking at is uh, we're going to get some people back on in the past and we're going to get them on but I was able to get some coaster questions so these are probably questions that are completely ignorant <laughs> and from inebriated people so take like that, that into account <laughs> but we'll start with a couple of these um, the first question is, do you do parties? I do not do parties. You do not do parties. Okay, that's good to know because this is, this is more self-help than the entertainment stuff. Um, but actually, another question on that also is, um, do you think the hypnotism for the entertainment is ever real? Like what they're doing for like the Vegas shows? Yeah, yeah I think that is real. But they're choosing people who are already, they would have. You can't, you can't hypnotize someone to do something they wouldn't already do. Okay. So the whole idea that you could hypnotize somebody to commit a murder, for example, you couldn't just perhaps if you brainwash them over months and months, maybe you could get them to do. But something But it's not like going to be a single but time yeah, snap of exactly. fingers. They kind of people. They kind of want to do that murder anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, so you find someone who uh, you already know is a little murdery, and then you might be able to make that happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are the ones. <laughs> uh, the other one is. And I don't know how you... I don't even know how this would work anyway, but how does hypnosis affect the brain? Does that make sense in a question? It's really just a coaster question, so... How does it affect the brain? Is like, it like, does it rewrite the brain when you're doing this sort of thing? So you mentioned your subconscious. So, yes. like, okay. where is that all happening? Okay, so your subconscious mind is really... May, that's what makes you, you. Mm-hmm. You know, your conscious mind is kind of analytical and mathematical and it's kind of if you picture a flashlight in a dark room mm-hmm. it can only illuminate a couple of things at a time that's what your conscious mind is like okay your subconscious mind is where your emotions are generated it's where your habits are it's where everything that's happened in your life uh that has left an impression on you uh and 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 gives you your view of the world that's where all that stuff is stored. Okay. And so you're, you know, what I say is your subconscious mind, that's really who you are. Okay. As a person, yeah. Your habits and all that stuff. So, um, when you're doing hypnosis, you, you're 
keeping that conscious mind uh, kind of occupied. And there's a... <laughs> you're giving it a toy, letting it do something else? You're telling it, you know, oh, you want to relax, you know, notice the feeling of relaxation, feel it in your, in your body, uh, things like that. Oh, okay. Um, but so, still drive. Keep your eyes on the <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do this while you're driving. Yeah, yeah. You have a very soothing voice. So, so many of the people you in the podcast. Do. Like, you oh. do. I'm like staring. I'm this like, is, dude, I'm going to forget half this podcast. I'm going to go pack pissed off. I'm going to be like, dude, he hypnotized me that I cook like a chicken. Because if I did, I'm going to be mad. I, this, uh, my voice when I do hypnosis is a little different. But, you know, the thing that I really like about hypnosis is uh, when I do art, you have tools, right? Yeah. I love tools. Uh, but in hypnosis, tools, yeah. <laughs> uh, in hypnosis, your voice is the tool mm-hmm. and your language is the tool. And I, I was such a nerdy kid. I used to love to read the dictionary. I loved poetry. I loved to read the encyclopedia. Awesome. I was, I was a, a little fat kid with leg braces and uh, thick glasses. So I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, when other kids would go out to PE, I was in the library. I see, had yeah, a permanent see, doctor's I, note. I had quote unquote asthma during my eighth grade <laughs> year, so I could do the easier uh, uh, the exercise. Yeah, I, I I know all about that. Like seriously, I think it was the last one we were talking about. The last podcast I was talking about my favorite teacher was the librarian. Mm-hmm. It was because he was like, oh, she taught me about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and also I could go to the library and not. Go to recess. That is a pretty <laughs> cool librarian, though. Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy is pretty cool. Thank to you turn you on to that. Like, yeah. yeah. I had later. an art teacher that threw me, well, Jack Kerouac, I don't know, on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he threw me that right out of, uh, like, my senior year. He's like, oh, everybody needs to read, read this before they graduate. And I was like, oh. And yeah, fucking <laughs> blew my mind, right? Yeah, so. So, I forgot where we were going. Yeah, good that. teachers. I don't yeah, know. Anyway. good teachers. But yeah, go ahead. Uh... Back we, to you. And we, yeah, back you to you. Yeah, we, 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 we did sort of get off track on that. We totally got off track on that. Oh, uh, like nobody hears ADHD. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, then we can just move on because I want to talk about your uh, the art afterwards. So yes. dealing with the art, uh, how did your self-hypnosis help with your art afterwards? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you. Uh, you know, <laughs> as I was saying there. before, whenever you're doing any any t- task you know you could be an accountant or something and and if you get into what you're doing and everything else falls away and time goes by mm-hmm. uh that is a state of hypnosis and and i think most people who are artists when they're working they're in that place yeah yeah um ideally it, uh, flow state um, flow state. Uh, uh, i watch what? a lot of athletes and um and i hear a lot of people athletes. talk about that's meditation another. and that's yep. just a different form of meditation as well yeah i mean there are the difference between meditation and hypnosis is that in hypnosis, you generally have a goal in mind, oh. an end goal. Whereas hypno- uh, meditation, the meditation you know, is the, the goal, is the goal right. to, to, to be in that process. But uh, I always had a really difficult time doing meditation. But then I, 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 um, I used self-hypnosis to tell my, give myself the suggestion that it was very easy for me to meditate. And yeah. It was very easy for <laughs> yeah. me yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to clear my mind and not have other thoughts. That so come you're into just my using mind. this hypnosis thing as like a whole life hack. I it is a total life hack for me, for me in particular. You're just like, I don't want to eat broccoli. You fucking love broccoli, Scott. Is that what's going on? Well, I actually do love broccoli. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, you know, I can, uh, I, I use it for, for all kinds of stuff. And uh, with art, you know, art, there's always a part of doing art that's more work than, you know, the inspiration. The inspiration yeah. part is great. Oh, yeah. And if you're, if you're in there and doing it, it's easy. Um, so, but, you know, I can you use hypnosis to, um, to get into that focused awareness state when you're doing the part that's not so much fun. Yeah. And uh, I really, um, I like to produce original work that is uh, sort of narrative. And what I love to do, I've got tens of thousands of pictures I've saved on my phone, old photographs and photographs. I love photographs. So oh, yeah. photographs in general. So what I'll do is I'll get myself into a meditative state, uh, a hypnotic state, and I'll just I'll hit the uh, hit the scroll button on my phone and I'll let all that imagery just flow by my eye very wow. quickly. And then I close my eyes and go into my subconscious mind and I allow my subconscious mind to create and, and kind of meld a picture together from all those different images, a narrative story. Wow. And then I open my eyes and I draw what I saw. 
Wow. And, and then that's really I, cool. I the, yeah, it's it's one of the cooler things that I that I use hypnosis for because it it just for me it works. You know. Yeah, and it's like one of those things will. Every person is different, so they're going to figure out. And again, that really kind of equates also to the hypnosis side of it as well, because right, even on the website, it's you state every person reacts differently to right. the hypnosis. The same thing is going to be with that art as well. It's like, how do you process? You found your way to do it. Each person needs to find their own way that works for them. But that's a really neat way to have been able to do that. Yeah, one of the things I would really like to incorporate into my practice is just like a one session uh hypnosis one one hypnosis session to teach artists how to get themselves into that state so that they can they can get to that place you know your subconscious mind is where your dreams are generated it's where your imagination is and all that stuff you know before you ever dreamed a dream with all that crazy imagery it already existed in your subconscious mind so it's a way to be able to tap into that mm-hmm. in your waking state and use it you know and i think anybody if you if you kind of feel that if maybe you're a little skeptical about any of the things that we're talking about think about the the dreams that you have after you watch a tv show mm-hmm. that incorporate that tv show or you play a video game and it incorporates that or something that you've worked very hard on on the last couple of days or weeks, be it anything. Or like when you have work dreams or anything along those lines, that's your subconscious working on that right. to get those things filtered out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, like a, a flow state is a scientifically proven thing. They mm-hmm. actually, they really? actually, yeah, yeah. No, they take um, athletes and they put them in um, MRIs and they test their brains and um, they actually get into certain states when they, when they're doing doing things it's subconscious like their actions are subconscious oh. they don't even mean to do it it's a it's a real getting in the thing. zone yeah that was actually the zone, the zone exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a That's pretty a good coaster thing. question when asked about yeah, it, if it yeah, affects it the brain because it really does it really well, it absolutely yeah, it does sparked it. a whole lot to, of conversation right? <laughs> right well you know um s- suggestion is such a powerful thing one of the uh uh, uh it's the it, secret technically it, well the the placebo effect you've heard of that yes. right mm-hmm. that, absolutely that that is uh, an effect of the suggestion mm-hmm. and the suggestion coming from someone in a position of authority like a doctor says you know take this pill this is what we're studying it will work it, it will, will make work. you better yeah. And, yeah. and they have to account for how effective that placebo is as they're going through all yeah. the other data uh, mm-hmm. that, that comes from those studies right. and if and it's that, more that, effective a, if you crush it up like that could <laughs> be a thing as well <laughs> I'll just I'm sure that's studied I'm sure that's scientifically I'm studied I'm just Scott. joking <laughs> mostly uh, but that's a you know that's a uh, like a hypnotic suggestion mm-hmm. as well so. That's a really good point too. Well, like hypnotic, it but it actually works. Like the placebo thing is is like scientifically proven to be almost more effective than actual like aspirin and Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's, over it's matter. Real, yeah, that's yeah. what he's right. talking it's because about. Because the the person who's getting that pill believes yeah. that it's going to. Your work. mind is a powerful thing. Not mine. Other people. No, you you have a great mind. Aww, yeah, yeah. you're cute. Well, I don't know. I just like I like you. Shut your mouth. Okay, fine. You made it weird. <laughs> um, I want to talk about some of the other crazy, uh, wonderful art things that you've done. You've worked with the Woodland Park Zoo. Tell me about that, because you oh, mentioned yeah. beforehand that this is one of, the, one of your more favorite projects to have worked on. Right, right. So this will be the third year that uh, they closed the Woodland Park Zoo uh, in October and about for about two weeks mm-hmm. and that i go and uh this time it sounds like i'll be staying actually in the zoo what and uh they, they get you a nice little cage with a yeah uh, they got a, a cage there next to the line <laughs> or something but uh i'll go i take care of all the paint you know and and you know little cracks and things like that i work with the zoo staff to repair and restore the historic carousel there and wow. uh, to paint all the all the details and and just you know freshen everything up make everything look great how Did did you just repaint what's there you don't like turn you know a zebra into a unicorn or anything like that no no they would frown upon that i'm sure how Um, did you how did you come across this job because it seems like a very um singular detailed focus like like you need a specific person to have this job how did you come across it i have a good friend and Ah. he worked at the zoo for a long time in their exhibits department and uh he he was sort of an assistant to the guy who used to paint the horses. Ah, okay. And then when that guy retired, he took over, and then I was his assistant. Oh, And then when he left the zoo to go do something else, they said, hey, do you want to come 
you know, it was the first, the, the, the thing with it was it was the first time somebody who wasn't a zoo employee. Uh, so I'm okay. an independent contractor. Ah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah, in yeah. to do it. And the thing I think that is a benefit for them is all, you know, I go in and work 18 hours a day Yeah, and just, you know, I, because that's my son's carousel. You know, I remember mm-hmm. uh, oh, taking yeah, him there yeah. hundreds of times when he was little. And, you know, when I'm working on the horses, I know that that's, you know, that's going to be some other kid's yep. horse. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And uh, that's and a big fulfillment just, thing right there. I, too, I, just, we're talking I about love that. it. You know, and I, I get into a flow state when I'm there and I just I kind of travel back in my mind all the. All, all the, the great fun memories times before he was so sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back there. All the memories will come back to him, and he'll probably just tell you it's dumb, and then he'll be like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was, that's just a neat way to get into that. And it's like eight like, – like when you're talking about getting into the flow space on an 18-hour-a-day project like yeah, that. What is that, like six to ten? Like I will, uh, I, a long day. I don't even really think about the – you know, it's more like – think about it like this is the project this is the start time this is the end time mm-hmm. and i want to touch every horse yeah that sounds weird but i want to <laughs> i want to i want to do yeah, something yeah, yeah. Uh, gently caress uh, every paint, horse i want to paint paint and, and tee up something mm-hmm. on all 46 horses i love and, that i drew you in you know yeah. like you were you were all up here and then all of a sudden the horse <laughs> joke you you're just like you got me, see? Oh, man. i knew that would play with this audience uh, so but it, yeah, it, it's until it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, two weeks to do it. <laughs> the uh, the the very outer ring of the carousel they call that the romance side. So, oh. uh, oh. which so that's where you 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 start there, and and you know you spend you lavish your attention on the romance side of each horse, which is the outside, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know probably about. Uh, Day seven, you're moving to work on the inside and the backside because all that stuff spray paint everything brown on the inside. <laughs> it's, all, it's all done with a brush. <laughs> um, I was just teasing. It's uh, it's interesting. I I I was so into the idea of working with the horses that I went and trained uh, with a, a lady in Spokane who literally wrote the book on modern carousel horse oh, restoration. Wow. Her name is uh, Betty Largent, and she's uh, I'm think she might be retired now but i'm not sure but uh she was such a cool lady so knowledgeable and like really funny and uh anyway when the carousel horses were originally built it was over 100 years ago and they didn't have uh you know uh airbrush and stuff like that spray cans so it was all done by hand and there's a there's a technique that uh of of you know stippling and and using the brush to blend the colors and all that stuff and and you know it was one of those things when uh, when I started working with that, I had the same kind of feeling I had when I, the first day I walked into the shop where I did my apprenticeship. I walked into this place and everything was white and there was plaster dust everywhere and there were these columns and capitals and I realized, geez, somebody has to make all that. I never really thought about it. You yeah, know? Somebody, right, yeah. Somebody makes all that stuff and it's these people. And, you know, with the carousels, it was the same thing. Somebody has to take care of these things and, and, and do this stuff and... These are the people that do it, and now now I'm. It's so the cool. Person who's doing yeah, it, so. I mean, as a as a stoner, it just reminds me of like watching like how it's made, and just <laughs> a bunch of that, and again that same soothing voice watching you as you <laughs> get into another state of mind, watching tons and tons of things. But yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really really cool. And you are still making art. Are you selling your art? Are you doing commissions? I am the, the main one of the main reasons that I wanted to transition into something different was. Uh, physically, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I, I still have problems. You know, it's not that they're gone. It's just yeah. that I am able to control the pain. So I'm limited to the number of hours that I can work. Okay. And that makes so sense. That I makes would, sense. I, I want to make original work. That's been my dream since I, when I was a six year old kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I just decided with the limited time I have, I want to focus on doing my work my Perfect. way. So I'm, you know, if you want something, uh, you could hit me up and I might do it if it's an interesting project or whatever, but I'm just very not, selective. Uh, I'm selective. I'm not it. taking yeah, anything that, that comes down sense. the pike. 
Well, um, and like the art you make is fantastic. Uh, you have an Instagram account. I do. Uh, which is Dutch Benninghoven, right. which is, uh, we'll put a link right on this so people can go check it out. But like all the different pieces of art you have on that are, are beautiful. Thank you. And it's in some of them, like you said, are commissions and uh, they're just a bunch of like just pieces that you're wearing today and all the different types of uh, uh, supplies that you've used to create them and the components and stuff like that of just the way you just telling me about it was fantastic. Oh, thanks. I Thank love you. all of that. So people can find that. It's just Dutch Benninghoven like we put on there. Um, is there anything else that you've got going on in terms of besides just with the on the art side? Uh, not, not right now. You know, I I am doing, uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm so excited because, uh, I began my, my art career working with Play-Doh and clay and stuff as a little kid. And, uh, and then I moved into ceramics and plaster and, uh, I stopped working with ceramics when my son was born because my studio is very close to my house or in my house at the time. And I was worried about having a little kid with the dust, but okay. he's older okay, now, yeah. and my studio situation here in Tacoma is different. So I'm about to start working with ceramic clay again, Ooh. and I I can't wait because that's like the language of my heart. You know, that'll be with, fun to see what clay you more than you've done with that. A yeah. lot of the things I've done over the years, like oil painting and working with leather and things like that, I enjoy all of it, but uh, they were things that I did kind of in lieu of doing this thing that was like the Your thing I felt love. most, yeah, most connected yeah, yeah. with and, and yeah. my original love, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm planning on uh, doing the, the process of using hypnosis to, to get me into a state yeah. to, to find the stories and then use the clay to tell the stories and perhaps incorporate some mechanical elements. Uh, you know, I do, I do a lot of... Um, automata type pieces so i know he showed me he showed me one of the pieces that he did where it was a monkey beating on a clown that was waving around it was really it's really amazing and i'm not doing it any justice so you go to because it's on the instagram it's page, on the instagram it's yeah. on the instagram page go scroll through that and find it um in the terms of if people are interested in learning more information about the hypnosis how it maybe can help them uh summit hypnosis nw.com contact right. you on there yes to do yeah that. yeah there's an email there also there i have a um uh, it's a progressive, uh, progressive hypnosis. So it's a, it's a recording of me. It's called the hypnotic seashore or the ten minute vacation. I think it's called. So yeah, yeah. What I saw it is, that there. it's, it's, um, it's like a trip to the beach, but it's ten minutes long. I wanted it to be something for people who are at work. Uh, it's free. Uh, if you're at work, if you're stressed out, you have ten minutes. You can go and just close your eyes and listen to this thing and uh, recharge. Nice. And I'm writing some, um, I don't know if you would call it music, but, but kind of hypnotic soundscapes. All right. Oh, and all right, so cool. those will yeah. be on there for free very soon, probably cool. next day or so. Awesome. Perfect. Um, uh, just, you know, sounds to help you get to that state when whatever you're working on. And if people are interested in possibly uh, coming you for appointments and stuff like that, they can, they can do so yeah, right there. Do that right there. There's, you can email me right through the website. Dean, uh, this has been a trip. I love this man so much. Like, thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. Yeah, man, it it's was been, really fun. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're still listening, really appreciate that. Info at Grit City Podcast. You can send us an email uh, telling us about something cool in Tacoma that you've experienced or if you've got some people that are very interested in uh, being on the show. If you yourself are, Dean did so himself and more than like happy to have him on for all of this. Yes, suggestions. <laughs> please, please send suggestions. Uh, please follow us on all of our social media. Give us them five-star likes on wherever. And if you want to back us on the patreon please do so we can get you can get you uh t-shirts there the special shroom brothers t-shirts stickers stickers if you i don't know send us coaster questions maybe we'll send you a sticker too we got a lot of stickers yeah we'll probably take those questions first yeah 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 we'll actually do those yeah Yeah. that'll be a lot of fun right yeah all right tell your friends tell your friends all your friends all of them every one of them have them subscribe to our podcast so our numbers look cool and i can tell people that i'm cool (laughs) All right, fine. Whatever. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're out. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Grit City Podcast.